Episode 3 Knock Knock Who's There? Knock Knock Who's There? Prop Prop Who? And the policymaker is told that they need to find the right balance between drug abusers and pain patients. And they're told that we have these two populations and don't come up with interventions designed to reduce drug abuse that will make pain patients suffer. Don't make the pain patients pay the price for the bad behavior of the drug abusers. And that you need to come up with balanced interventions that don't affect patient access. And I think that's a completely inappropriate way to frame this uh, crisis because what we know is that we don't really have two distinct populations. There's really a tremendous amount of overlap between these populations and that when you look at chronic pain patients on long-term opioids, you find out that more than half will acknowledge that they're using their opioids for purposes other than pain. In a recent study, 35% of patients, chronic pain patients on opioids met criteria, DSM-5 criteria, for addiction, which we call opioid use disorder, now going into DSM-5. And 92% of people who had died of opioid overdose deaths in a recent study coming out of Utah, they found that 92% of these individuals had been receiving their opioids for a diagnosis of chronic pain. So there really is tremendous overlap between these populations. And more cautious prescribing, making sure that our medical community on appropriately understands the risks and benefits of opioids will disproportionately benefit people suffering from pain since this is a population that's most at risk right now for the harms of opioid overprescribing. Introducing PROP, Physicians for Responsible Opioid Prescribing. That's Dr. Andrew Kolodny a psychiatrist specializing in addiction medicine and founder of the PROP organization. PROP is an organization made up of a small group of physicians, none specializing in pain, that first knocked on the FDA's door but got no answer. They then went to the CDC, where they were welcomed, some say, with open arms What they are reportedly responsible for is influencing the CDC guideline, which ultimately and subsequently afforded the DEA the power and purpose to continue knocking on the doors of prescribing clinicians. At first glance, PROP may appear legitimately invested in eradicating an opioid drug crisis, but upon further review, and deeper investigation. Both patients and clinicians say that PROP has allowed, perpetrated, and perpetuated the spread of opioid misinformation, which has resulted in the very harm physicians vow to prevent. According to physicians, clinicians, and pain management specialists, what we just heard Kolodny say is pure nonsense. Let's quickly break down his previous statement. One thing Kolodny's statement does is put out there 
that drug abusers are bad people. This is false. What the majority of drug abusers are, are people who are in emotional or psychic pain due to a hopeless state of being. This hopelessness may be due to many different factors, but social and economic factors share the majority of the blame. The other thing is that the truth is, and scientific data quantifies this, opioid use disorder appears to occur in less than 3% of pain patients. The thing that Kolodny should have said and been focused on is how should he and his group of physicians mitigate opioid use disorder and the psychic pain wrapped up in it of the less than 3% and not obliviously conclude that the answer lies in simply removing opioids altogether and compounding the problem with severe intractable pain. Remember, Tom? There's a group called FRAP, and they are not good. They have been lobbying against opioids actively since at least 2010. And what happened, they went to the FDA, which is the... uh, the governmental group that's responsible for these sorts of things and tried to get the FDA to black box opioids and and do all sorts of things. They showed them their information and the FDA looked at it and basically kicked them out and said, you know, this is not, this is not good science. This isn't real. It's not relevant and sent them on their way. Well, the FDA's the, the, governmental body that's supposed to deal with this, but they were shopping around. They went to the CDC and found people at CDC that were willing to uh, put together this committee, and then they came up with their recommendations for dosage. That is not the job of the CDC. They shouldn't be doing it in the first place, but they are. One thing, and a very important thing, is those aren't pain management physicians. And in fact, the group that they put together at CDC to decide what they were going to do with opioid prescribing had, I think, out of 18 people, one person who had any kind of pain management background, the majority of them were addiction specialists or family practice or whatever. The prop people are not pain management doctors. Reported propaganda coming from this group is that opioid medications across the board are dangerous and habit-forming to all patients and essentially unnecessary because there are many other pain control options available for patients in pain. The truth is that many of the reported side effects of the pain control options PROP puts forth are ineffectiveness of pain relief. These pain control options include yoga, spinal implants, physiotherapy, meditation, psychotherapy, and a variety of other invasive contraptions that are not nearly as effective, non-toxic, and successful as opioid medications. Concerned medical experts report that acetaminophen, or Tylenol, is toxic to the liver, and concerned patients report that aspirin and the non-steroidal NSAIDs are useless on moderate to severe pain. 
There's also a reported prop agenda, and that agenda is said to have nothing to do with the well-being of pain patients, or addicts, for that matter. So the guidelines also were not created by anybody on the panel who was a pain doctor. One of the most prominent people on the panel was a certain psychiatrist from Brandeis, who is not a clinician and certainly not a pain doctor with a gigantic financial interest in one of the largest uh, groups of addiction recovery facilities in the country. But nobody called him out on the obvious, we say, conflict of interest, to say the least. That's Dr. Amy Chagnon, and she's referring to Kolodny. Chagnon is a certified neurologist specializing in pain management and has been in practice for over 20 years. Public records show that Kolodny has a medical background in public health and addictions medicine, and in 2013 was appointed chief medical officer of the addiction treatment center, Phoenix House. The Phoenix House is a well-known addiction treatment organization established in 1967 and has several facilities throughout the U.S. Kolodny has been accused of holding financial interest in Suboxone, which is a drug that consists of buprenorphine, an opioid, according to the NIH, and naloxone, a drug used to treat drug overdose. Suboxone is used in the treatment of opioid addiction, and addiction facilities would be the ones using Suboxone. Clinicians report that many addiction centers have taken to labeling pain patients as addicts to justify the prescribing of Suboxone to pain patients admitted to their facilities. Once admitted, the patients would then be required to medicate with the drug. One problem for the pain patients forced onto Suboxone, however, is that the naloxone component may cancel out the analgesia effect, which is the pain-relieving component. Essentially, it's been expressed that the organization saying they are against opioids is the very organization pushing Suboxone, an opioid, and earning money from its use. According to multiple sources, Kolodny serves as a paid consultant and expert witness in court cases involving opioid litigation. For example, in Government v. Johnson & Johnson, a case that was just recently reversed by the Oklahoma Supreme Court, Kolodny earned $500,000 at $750 an hour as an expert in pain medicine and opiates though he's an expert in neither. What's fascinating is that there are hundreds of these types of cases in various states across the country against drug companies who are producing legal pain medications, opioids, where Kolodny could be called in and paid to act as the expert. Kolodny's special interests in Suboxone, Phoenix House, and opioid litigation along with his lack of medical expertise in pain management, has led some in the medical community to question his motives, and many others to say he is unqualified to lead a war against opioid treatments for pain. He does not treat pain patients, 
So his claimed expertise and knowledge of the neuroanatomy and neurochemistry of pain and the wide variety of painful disorders has also come into question. Also fueling belief that a malpropaganda exists is that PROP reports that all opioids are harmful. This is fake news. According to every healthcare provider and chronic pain patient I've consulted with, what's truly harmful is forced tapering chronic pain patients and making millions with intractable pain suffer and die from untreated pain, whether that be naturally from accelerated debilitating health or by suicide. We have 9 or 10% of every suicide in this country is related to pain. And that, that's a number that has been um, authenticated. And that's somewhere, somewhere close to 50,000 people a year that we know of. So, so 9 or 10% of those people we know for sure are related to pain. The, the, the question of how many times people attempt suicide versus how many are, are completed um, ranges up to 25 to one. And we know in the, in the veteran, the VA has done studies, all of those, all of those groups have done studies about how prevalent suicidality is in people who are forced off of pain medication or even just forced tapered, not even necessarily taken all the way off. You're taking their lives away. They're taking their, their, their autonomy, their dignity, their quality of life completely away. And, and for some reason that's, that's been judged to be okay. If you thought a bad situation couldn't get worse, in the next episode, we'll speak to a representative of the Drug Enforcement Administration, or DEA. The DEA is the federal agency responsible for enforcing the Controlled Substances Laws of the U.S. and the CDC guideline. The DEA is also responsible for spying on, threatening, and punishing clinicians across the U.S. and is believed to have run the majority of opioid-prescribing doctors, pharmacists, and pain facilities out of business. This, in turn, has resulted in collateral damage called pain patients, leaving them to fend for themselves many times on the streets. Thus, we see rise of a new and additional crisis. We will also hear from a medical doctor and pharmacist, both who have had unwelcomed visits from this federal agency. I'm Eve, and this is Chronic, the pain game.